0: Hi, friends. I'm Lauren. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Okay, But Did You Know? a podcast where we talk about the TV and media that we love with a friend who's never seen it before.
1: Today, we're recapping and chatting about Once Upon a Time, episode 114, Dreamy. This episode aired on March 4th, 2012. It was written by the showrunners Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and was directed by David Solomon. Now, before we get into our uh, chatting and chaos, and uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Let's do a synopsis for the episode. In the Enchanted Forest. When Nova accidentally drops some fairy dust on her annual run, the magical powder falls down to a dwarf nest, causing one of the dwarves to hatch early. Dreamy. He and his brothers must work in the mines to collect the diamonds that will be turned to fairy dust. But he can't stop thinking about the woman he saw before he hatched. A year later, the woman appears. Nova is back to collect her supply of fairy dust again, and the two finally meet. After a fateful trip to a tavern where Belle convinces Dreamy to go after his love, the two decide to run away together and see the world. That is, until Bossy and the Blue Fairy intervene, convincing Dreamy that he can't let Nova stray from her path. In his anger, he breaks his axe and is now known as Grumpy. And in Storybrooke, it's Miner's Day, and Mary Margaret needs a few more volunteers to help sell the nuns' candles at the festival. But no one wants to help her. That is, until Leroy has a run-in with one of the nuns, Astrid, and is inspired to help them. The two make an unlikely pair and have trouble selling the candles the nuns need to stay in Storybrook until Leroy has a surge of inspiration and cuts the power at the festival so that everyone will need candles. Meanwhile, Emma is now investigating Catherine Nolan's disappearance, and all roads are currently leading back to David. Emma wants to believe him, but phone records don't lie. She needs to get to the bottom of this and get to the truth. So, this was an episode. This was an episode and I I, I have one note that I really need us to start with before we go down your notes. Did anyone want or ask for world building surrounding how the dwarves came to be and why is it hatching out of eggs? I literally just my first
0: (laughs) note is that is a lot of eggs. And then what is happening?
1: Like, of all the needless world-building, I'm sorry. Normally I can say, you know what, it's a creative take on things. You know, they don't really show us what happens with the fairies, where they come from. They, I think they just kind of operate under the same like Tinkerbell birth out of a, like a baby's first laugh situation, but we don't get that explicitly. Did anyone ever need to know where the the dwarves came from? I did like the aspect of getting their names on their axes. That's the one thing that I can say I'm okay with that.
0: I, You know what my biggest problem was? being born into a life of servitude that too (laughs) (laughs) hey look you hatched from an egg and now you have to mine for the rest work in the mines for the rest of your life good luck oh we love it and 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 you love it and you're gonna do this forever and there's no way you could ever love anyone what the fuck
1: this was such weird world building
0: (laughs) what was this (laughs) I mean, I will say that I got really excited. I was like, oh, my God, it's the Grumpy episode. Yes, because I love Leroy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But,
0: but at the same time, I'm like, we don't have to keep going back to the Enchanted Forest. We can just stay in storybrook for this one.
1: <laughs> I love I, I love Leroy, and I love your love of Leroy. It's really, it came out of nowhere, and I'm so happy about I'm it. Good, good. <laughs> but, but it's just like, this episode always, I'm just like, every time I watch it, I'm just like, it's funny. It gets some points for funniness. It gets some points for Mary Margaret kind of being sassy and really kind of bringing on more Snow White-like qualities to her. But like, so much of it is just, what, why? Why with the eggs? I can never get past the eggs.
0: I I mean, I can, I'm sorry. I can't be, I cannot be at a loss for words. This is kind of the job. So I'm yeah, struggling just slightly. But the fact that I was messaging just a little bit, hey, I'm starting. And then I started and I was like, I, I can't text her what? am i watching i can't text Uh, her eggs i have to wait thank goodness i watched this yesterday (laughs) (laughs) if i had watched this days ago do you imagine how many times a day i'd be like why were there eggs yeah
1: i'm glad i was by myself when i was watching this episode because i was honestly screaming half the time (laughs) or just very loudly cackling or just going what what look at the screen even though i've seen this episode tens of times
0: and when it comes to commentary why didn't we get that give me commentary for this
1: i want lee Ehrenberg talking about hatching out of an egg i want that (laughs) please oh my god it's
0: now my goal in life i must know how he felt getting hatched out of an egg i really do oh my god
1: Okay, so should we go through your notes now that we've we've gotten the why are there eggs out of our system? I'm so sorry to anyone listening to this episode.
0: I'm not. Why the hell were there eggs?
1: <laughs>
0: um, okay, I really did love the town harlot and the town drunk teaming up together. Oh yeah. It's a dynamic duo. Um, I could not stop laughing at the nuns of Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how many how many nuns man like how how much is nuns gonna come up because the whole mary margaret thing and then there's nuns and she's selling the nuns candles i'm just it killed me
1: at this point with the mary margaret supposed to be a nun thing just forget it because the writers obviously decided to just drop that off it wasn't even a part of the pilot it's just a fun fact from like the first couple of drafts or something like that that we know got changed yeah it was just really funny because i'm just like y'all keep using nuns this is Mm -hmm. i love it love it but i think it makes i think it makes more sense this way if Mm -hmm. for a world building aspect that that Mary margaret is not a nun if they decided the fairies are the nuns i don't think the affair would have gone very well if she were a nun my guess is her being a nun must be from the version where he dies oh i didn't think about that that has to be it that has to be it because i
0: cannot imagine trying to write an affair with a nun that oh that'd be
1: interesting <laughs> especially towards the very end when mary margaret has her bit with leroy of like oh my god you like her she is a non-leroy could you possibly pick anyone any less available says the girl who went after a married guy <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: so um a lot things like you know oh leroy is smitten and you know that mm-hmm. the, we have the love story the dreamy very that was a very cute way of doing it i did i do agree i like the names on their axes. Mm-hmm. yeah um of course, Mr. Gold is the landlord. He's everyone's landlord. I love the the whole thing of they were talking about age between. Um, wait, we're in. This is in Fantasyland. Um, yes. Talking about age. He's like, I'm young. I look young for my age. And I'm just sitting there. Because
1: like, he's, he's one.
0: He's um, one.
1: And then I just have Belle. What the what? So this is this is why I had to readjust your timeline. Because originally I had the timeline said I think I had Belle being kicked out uh, of, uh, of Rumpel's Castle, I think at 5 BCE,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is which would be after 715 a.m. and all that stuff. This clearly happens before he meets Snow White and all that other stuff. So I had to just, just I had to just in my we're doing so much mental gymnastics. There's this, there's an episode from season two that makes even less sense now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it didn't make sense beforehand. It makes even less sense now. But um, basically what what I had to do with the timeline is I basically just had to move that one to be before everything that happens. So Dreamy happens between when Belle gets kicked out in Skin Deep and before he meets her in 7.15 a.m. Because that's. The thing that I said, like, I always viewed it as a plot hole because I knew what happened in this episode and what he says doesn't, you know, work out with what happens here. Yeah. But you could almost surmise, and this is why I said like I was looking for a plot hole where there was where there wasn't one. Because he says that he, you know, she was beautiful as a fairy, which is the joke here, or the the correlation here, but he said he uh um he was gonna get a diamond to propose. So like it almost kind of infers that there's like or implies That he has, like, a change of heart briefly after this. So, like, the thing he said, the story he tells, I'm now just deciding, happens after this episode.
0: Gotcha. That's why he
1: gets arrested. That's why he shows up in King George's castle.
0: All right, then. Yeah. This is... I I have the memory of a goldfish. Let's just go with that one. Um. (laughs)
1: There's no reason why I should have these things in my brain.
0: I appreciate that you do, though. None whatsoever. And then I have the moment of, oh no, lawyer, why why do men keep lying? Why can't the because, men
1: just tell the truth? Because men are men. I don't <laughs> have a reason for this because they think that they because they think that they can, you know, make these things work out if, for themselves in the end basically. Um and then I just have Mr. Gold is a dick. Also, who has a complicated history with nuns? Rumpelstiltskin has an issue with fairies. He's got multiple issues with fairies. One of them you'll find out by the end of this season. But he's got multiple issues with fairies.
0: I just, that got me. I'm just, wait, are all the nuns fairies?
1: Yes, all the nuns are fairies.
0: That's interesting.
1: That's when I say that, like, the world-building thing of Mary Margaret being a nun wouldn't make sense because they basically decided that the fairies now are the nuns. That makes more sense now. Because I only knew,
0: I was only thinking of the one fairy, not... All fairies?
1: All fairies. All fairies are nuns. Blue is Mother Superior. She's like the head nun, but nuns are nuns. What is this world building? Then I was
0: obsessing again over being born into a life of servitude. Yeah. Uh, And then like trying to convince him, like, no, you have to go back to work and let her live her life. You can't do this. Go back to being happy in the mines. and then he's immediately not happy. And I'm just Uh like, y'all i don't like the word that this actually is <laughs> i don't no. like this
1: blue, blue blue is always read as very suspicious to me and like, to, to many people the actor included she always said that she always thought that blue was like pulling some kind of nefarious strings behind the scenes and there's one thing that like when we get to season six i can say i kind of always thought blue would be this character in disguise would be a lot a lot more interesting that way um but she's not but I think that's a massive missed opportunity is like blue right? should have just been like this evil entity pulling the strings all the like the entire time. I think that would have been really cool.
0: And I'm okay. sorry. I'm laughing a little bit, too, because then pulling in the whole like nun thing. That's even funnier. Like that, that, that would be hilarious. That is a, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's a missed opportunity because I would. I think so. I would eat that up. mhm um, I love Leroy. We know this. I know. We I know I that I enjoyed this episode just for the simple fact of I got so much Leroy. You got a lot of Leroy in this one. And my favorite line comes from him. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you know how much damage I can do? I'm solidly built.
1: I wrote that one down, too. I love it so much. Because, like, it, it's fair. That's the fair assumption. Is he's he, like, he says he's got this plan of how to, like, end things or whatever, or to fix things. And he's up on the roof and just like, don't jump. He's like, what, you're crazy. I, I would hurt, hurt somebody. You know how much damage I can do? He is solidly built. And I only had
0: one note at the end when it came to all the David stuff, because apart mm-hmm. from, like, Regina, of course, is the connection. And I'm just like, ooh, yeah. suspense, because I'm just like, Du-du-duh.
1: David didn't do anything. No, but again, it, Regina had to have her deus ex evil moment. They needed a exactly. reason for her to be in, in the episode. So it,
0: I really didn't make a lot of notes about that. I was too focused on the mm-hmm. eggs. Um, yeah, fair. The, the The life of servitude for dwarves. <laughs> and just for love story like and Mm of just loving snow uh, i'm sorry mary margaret and leroy's dynamic because it was absolutely wonderful
1: i loved it they really are a dynamic duo like truthfully truly i can't wait to learn things i know so our our blue fairy who's not his mother superior is played by keegan connor tracy um Funnily enough, which is which will which this truthfully will never not be funny, um, she was also Queen Belle in the Descendants movies on Disney Channel at the same time. Oh, that is her, that is her. It's
0: not easy to tell because mm-hmm. in Descendants, her hair is so different and she's oh, yeah, they all wear these very like preppy clothes. I've watched far too much Descendants. I have a nine year old daughter, I've seen the first one. Oh, you gotta watch the second and third one. Okay, I have a problem. Um, but then she doesn't look the same. All the hair Mm -hmm. for the blue fairy—I couldn't tell it was her.
1: Yeah, I see it now. (laughs) No, I know. Not now that I've pointed it out. Now you see it. The funny, the funnier thing about Descendants—I find this hilarious. Um, the CGI that they use for the Dragon Maleficent Maleficent at the end of um Mm -hmm. the first Descendants movie is the same CGI that they use for Dragon Maleficent in Once Upon a Time. It's the same CGI. I love that. Which you haven't seen Dragon Maleficent, now that I'm saying that. You won't see her until the very end of the season.
0: Yeah, but that's gonna be really cool, because then I'm like, hey, I've seen that already.
1: You have, and I will probably point that out
0: again. Probably. You need to watch the... Uh, you need to get to the third one, though, because you get Hades. I have heard that. You gotta, you gotta keep going so you can see Hades.
1: Okay. And then you have to tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> one day. We'll just add this to the never-ending list of things that Laura needs to watch.
0: Yeah, but at least you're. Yeah, but you're working on Ted Lasso.
1: I am working on Ted Lasso. I'm at, I am at the. I think I have two episodes left of season two. I think. Oh my god. The last episode I watched was the funeral episode.
0: Just know that I love you.
1: Okay. <laughs> Maybe don't watch this week. <laughs> this may not be the best week to ro- to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll we'll see. Um, so again, for guest stars, I mean, I guess I was gonna say again for guest stars, Keegan Connor tracy she's always a guest star. She's never bumped up to main cast. Um, Astrid slash Nova is played by Amy Acker. She, um, is in a lot of the Joss Whedon verse stuff. She was an angel. Uh, she was in, she was Beatrice in that weird version of Much Ado About Nothing that he did. I stand by that's still the weirdest adaptation of that play.
0: I don't think I've seen that one.
1: I don't recommend it. Okay. I won't do it. A lot of her stuff. Um, she was also like in sixty-five episodes of Person of Interest, but most of her other uh, spots here and there uh, was like horror stuff. Was mostly what she's done,
0: which I'm which, kind. Of, I love hearing that though because she mm-hmm. plays a very good clumsy fairy.
1: She does. Like she's she makes, very adorkable.
0: Yes, exactly. So I now need to see what she's done in horror because I yeah. like horror and I need to know.
1: Yeah, she was in Cabin in the Woods. Is the one that I wrote down because that's one that I've seen. I love Cabin in the Woods. So much like you, I also was just super fixated on the eggs <laughs> for no particular reason. And not not unlike you're being born into um, a life of solitude thing. Something I put in uh, my notes because it just, I felt the need to point this out was dwarves and fairies. Let's talk about this odd gender dichotomy they threw in here for no apparent reason. Yeah, why? Like dwarves are all men. There are no women dwarves. They say that very specifically. And fairies are presumably all women. Like,
0: Hence why? nuns.
1: Hence nuns. Exactly. Why? Why? Why Just... did we do this? Also, who laid the eggs? Exactly. Where did <laughs> the eggs come from? Now they're creating more questions than they need to of, oh, they hatch from eggs because that's... But eggs are still a two-body system.
0: How did we because get Because you can have
1: eggs. You can have eggs that don't fertilize. That's where you get our food supply eggs from. So if the egg is going to turn into something... You, you, there needs to be other body parts. I'm very confused, and clearly it's not the fairy dust because that was an added entity that turned him into Dreamy. So, I just keep can't. I, who laid the eggs?
0: I just because <laughs> something that lays eggs that size has to be very large. Do giants
1: well, lay dwarf eggs? Like what is happening? I I don't know because because we do see giants at some point because the only other egg-laying thing that we see are dragons but their dragon eggs are not as big as those eggs because they house babies. Warfriends. No, there's an actual dragon.
0: Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. I'm not ta- was-
1: I'm not ta- I'm not talking <laughs> about the the Wolverine. I I'm not talking about that. one. I'm talking about an actual dragon. There is an
0: actual dragon. Okay, good.
1: There's an actual dragon on the show.
0: Thank at some goodness.
1: point. I did appreciate Emma's line of um when when Mary Margaret explains the miners day, you know history uh she says you no know, the the it's an old tradition that the nuns used to trade you know their candles to the miners for coal and emma just goes like coal you know if they were mining lobsters i'd understand but we've already done the research and we know that mining was is a very big part of maine's economy yay Although i don't know if i i didn't get coal i got quartz most likely or granite i think is what i'm something I like got. that but yeah either way i mean it's a reference to the dwarves it's it's fine it is what it is but as they were um, on their way to work, after they were set up with their axes and everything, off to their life of solitude, um, they're whistling hi-ho.
0: They are. I did like yeah.
1: that. I
0: liked that nod to the original.
1: Yeah. I, they do that every once in a while on the show because, I mean, they because they can, basically. Like, because it's a Disney entity, it's a Disney-owned network, they can do these things much more easily. Because if it wasn't, if this wasn't on a Disney-owned network, th- the dwarves wouldn't have their names. True. Because most people, I feel like most people don't know the names from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Doc, Dopey, Grumpy, Sleepy, mm-hmm. Sneezy, Bashful. Who am I forgetting? Happy. Um, I got there. Uh, those are, those were, in, those are inventions by the Walt Disney Company, whoever wrote that for Snow the Yeah, and Seven that's Dwarves. all theirs. Yeah, so as opposed to like the story, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which is public domain, those characters are not. Hmm. I still can't get over stealthy. Oh, stealthy. Like oh, I told you he came he comes back.
0: Yeah, for a little bit.
1: You'll see him again. You'll see him I think one more time.
0: It's just so sad when they like kill somebody and then you keep seeing them.
1: I know. What's the issue with the jumping around is you yeah. see, you know, you know how their story ends up.
0: Cuz then you're like, "Oh, wait, cool. Oh, wait, he's dead." <laughs> it's bye-bye.
1: Bye. Um, so the the mindset is almost entirely virtual, uh, with the exception of a few columns and things that like the actors had to really touch. Mm-hmm. That whole set is was green stage, oh, which like wow. is amazing, amazingly intricate. And I'm like just I'm a, I'm in awe of it now that I know like what to look for, like what's practical set and what isn't. Because this episode actually did have a practical set that I've mentioned briefly before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the cliff that Astrid. I I, I this is one ca- I always mess up Astrid and Nova. The Cliff where Nova and Dreamy go to meet on Firefly Hill, that is a cliff, like a physical I mean I'm sure most of it is is green stage, but like like the cliff base and everything else is a, a piece of set that they use and redress constantly for, oh. to be different to be different cliffs. Again, I didn't know that they had started using that this early, okay then, or I just didn't remember, but i I like I like looking at because I think of all the CGI things, especially in some seasons. I feel like a lot of their budget on CGI goes to their um, their virtual sets because mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of animation to them because their virtual sets are gorgeous. Like, oh, they yeah. really, really are.
0: But then they make Regina walk weird.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that, that they're moving CGI notwithstanding. Their virtual sets are gorgeous.
0: Yes, I have to agree because there's the simple things, like you said, like the clock and random things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that wasn't, no, that couldn't have been
1: CGI. But then, yeah, no, it was CGI. But then it is. They tricked me. I know they trick you. So this might be a little bit of a uh, a sneak peek into what my um what my score might be later. Uh, my next note was just this episode has a very nice through like through line moral of you can do anything you want as long as you can dream it. We love it, but that doesn't make up for the fact that nothing happens in this episode. Nothing. <laughs> like the main plot line of this episode. Or the main plot line of this part of the season, basically. The main plot line being what happened to Catherine Mm -hmm. is the B-plot of this episode.
0: How did we go from what happened to Frederick straight into what happened to Catherine? I don't
1: know. It's just how things have happened here. And
0: I'm going to blame it on Regina. You do that. (laughs) I don't like that answer.
1: (laughs) I give you no information. Yeah, that's okay. I've learned to live this way. Mm Mm-hmm one line that i will just always find hilarious i don't know why it's the this is the one that's from that that uh one-liners compilation that i did that did stupidly well for whatever freaking reason um but it it starts with with mary margaret's line of oh emma help me out what's more sympathetic scarf or no scarf i don't know why i think that's so funny
0: it was hilarious i thought it was funny too because emma's just like scarf
1: she's just like, I don't understand what's going on here. Scarf. I I That's all I got. You could tell she was just very much
0: like, I'm just gonna give you an answer. I, okay.
1: I don't disagree, though, that this, I think the scarf was more sympathetic.
0: I don't know how to tell how a scarf is sympathetic or not.
1: I don't don't know. Well, she was trying to, I guess she was trying to, you know, look like someone you'd want to buy candles from, and her pouty face at one one of the doors was very Oh, that was
0: hilarious. I I almost wrote that down, because she's just Sitting there with her can't omelette.
1: All the doors in the faces. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, I don't know what them. Leroy was thinking.
1: Yeah, I mean, his well his idea was they'll pay us just to leave. <laughs> Which, like... No, they'll just close their doors. <laughs> exactly. They'll just close their doors on you. But, you know, he tried. This was just me being... I don't know what I was doing here. I just wrote down, phone records don't lie. People do. Bread doesn't hurt people. People hurt people. <laughs> that's what that reminded me of for some reason. I think that's a line from the nanny. I think it is. So I have another rant, mildly, about the structure of this town. Not to go back to our line, uh, the, our 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 favorite line of uh, Leroy. I could I I don't want to hit. So- I'm not going to hit somebody. Like, do you know how much damage I could do? I'm solidly built. That the structure of those scenes implies that. They're on the top of Granny's, in theory. That That's what I would assume. So that would imply that gra- that behind Granny's is Town Square. But also behind Granny's is the B&B, as we saw from the pilot. But also, as we'll see in later episodes, the B&B is actually attached to the diner. I And I just wrote down after this, I can't with the lack of forethought for how this town is structured. They just tell people, go with it. Just go with it basically like i know that the town square and granny's building are two completely different towns very many miles away but like and also to be fair inside granny's is a soundstage but i i just i i can't with the structure of this town (laughs) and it bothers me it's working against you every day it really is like people have asked me to make a map and i'm like i literally can't
0: like, like we, we, try and make a map, but then also be like, maybe this place is actually this and this place is supposed to be here, but it can also be
1: here. Depending on what episode we're watching, the structure of the town shifts. It's like, oh God, what is the, what's that m- missing aisle thing from Aladdin and the Prince of Thieves?
0: Oh, I don't remember oh, the name of that? it, but I know what you're talking about.
1: It's the Vanishing Isle. Ooh. I was close. So it's the Vanishing Isle from Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Or just depending on where you are in the universe at any given time the town parts just move i mean maybe they do you know what i don't i mean at this point no it, story, Storybook doesn't have magic okay fair i not never know end, what to least. go with wait what what did you just say what did I, what did i say <laughs> not yet <laughs> i have ears I, uh, you know what i didn't say anything <laughs> I I go with I go with the B&B being attached to Granny's the diner because that tends to make the most sense like it's there's a courtyard situation but like I'm going to just go with the courtyard is off to the side and there is a hallway that connects them mm-hmm. because for most of the show as we go on um it's pretty much like there's a hallway back there that leads to what? like the sitting room of Granny's B&B
0: but isn't there like a laundry area back behind the diner too because she goes back there to do laundry yeah so there's got to be an like a weird connection like that where the laundry and everything else is as well
1: yeah the build the buildings have got to be connected somehow Mm -hmm. but like we see like they use like the sitting room of granny's like a lot in for in future seasons so we just assume that it's all attached oh goodness i'm sure the building that we see as granny's b&b is also miles away from uh the building that we see as granny's diner i'm sure like in real life oh of course naturally To be fair, though, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, in the pilot, Granny asks if Emma wants a forest view or a square view.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now that I've just gone on this entire rant, I might be wrong. I still don't like it.
0: (laughs) Help my brain out. How are you wrong?
1: If there's a square view from the Mm B&B, that means that the diner could, in theory, overlook the festival. Oh, if the man. buildings are near each, if oh, the buildings no. are near each other, but to be fair, though, again, the square isn't anywhere near the. It, that's nowhere where there would be a forest view and a square view. Either way, the structure is still wonky.
0: Unless, like, the backside of everything does face the forest.
1: Maybe the uh, maybe I'm like the understanding of like the town is the town is closer to the beach than it is to the forest. The forest is more the outskirts. Is the understanding? But again, there is no understanding here. There's absolutely none. So
0: it it could be anything and and we're we just have to go with it because the writers just went we're not going to give you like an actual map see this is why i like fantasy books they give you a map so you know where everything is exactly
1: (laughs) i you know i'm i really hope anyone listening has followed any of this welcome (laughs) to the the welcome to the spider web that is my brain right now it's a fun fun place to visit to be fair, that's this entire podcast, but also yeah. just like, I'm so sorry if anyone followed any of that.
0: <laughs> we should, we're going to have to post these videos just so people can see that we're like actually using our hands a little bit <laughs> to try and figure There's... this out.
1: We're very much talking with our hands right now. It, we have to. It, it helps me with the spatial awareness of that which is storybook that doesn't exist. Like, just give us a map, please. I just, yeah. Creators of Once Upon a Time, hey, uh, if you ever hear this, do you have a map of Storybrooke? Can I look at it because I'm very confused. We need help. Also, I need an answer to the eggs. <laughs> 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 Leroy, help me. What's even funnier about that scene, and this is something that I have unfortunately just picked up on from watching this too many times. It's because it's in slow motion is why I've noticed this. The stunt double, when he explodes the Transformer, because it's clearly not Lee Ehrenberg on a roof, obviously, for safety reasons. The stunt double doesn't have a beard. Like, if it was a faster scene, you wouldn't notice it. But it's in slow motion because it's dramatic that way. Yeah. To be fair, most people aren't watching this eagle-eyed like I am. But still. Yeah, I didn't it. Just put
0: a fake one on him. Like, they have those. You can just put it on.
1: Amongst the various things that we have severe umbrage with, one of which being the eggs. <laughs> um, I, and I said before I did like that the the naming the name coming from the axe, I like that as kind of an identity thing, because the axe never lies, comes up again. I did, because the idea with the dwarf pickaxes is that they are so tough they can cut a diamond. That, that yes. comes up in two episodes. Like, that line specifically comes up in two episodes. Um... So in theory, he shouldn't be able to break it. Yeah, theory. but he did. But he did because I, I wrote down dwarf axes are hard. I kind of like how that now that he's changed, he is no longer dreamy. Even before he gets the new axe, so his axe breaks, weakens, and he can break it because he's no longer dreamy, which is why he needs a new axe.
0: But if they're so strong, why does they why do they have another one at the ready? Because he's like, give me another one, and no one like questions it. They just hand him another axe. Well, because I mean
1: maybe maybe they can break their axes. I don't know. But I kinda okay. liked the meta- I liked the metaphor of he's kind of lost the identity of Dreamy, so his axe weakens. I liked the metaphor there.
0: I like that. I do like that.
1: So we're gonna ignore the fact that they just had blank ones ready to go. Yeah. But it shows that you can you do change as a person due to what happens yeah. in your life. Which I mean, he's always been like a um a different kind of dwarf. He's always he was, he's always been a slightly different dwarf anyway, I think. Because of the fact that he had the fairy dust on his egg before he hatched. And he hatched so early. Exactly. I do realize we've spoken quite literally nothing about what is actually the main plot of this section of the oh, season. Oh, yeah. Which is, in fact, what happened to Catherine Nolan. And I, I this whole episode has been about what is essentially B-plot. <laughs> but the B-plot of this episode is the main plot of the season, which is... The very beginning of what happened to Catherine, because all we've seen so far is that her car went off the road. I did write down if her car went off the road and someone found it last night. Why is she just getting a call this morning?
0: Yeah, she should have gotten a call when it like
1: immediately. Flashlights exist. Flashlights exist. You know, you are the only sheriff in this town. It's not great to be on call 24-7, but that's kind of what your situation is right now. But also,
0: does she have any? She doesn't have any deputies. Nope. She was the deputy. So why hasn't she gotten more deputies?
1: I, I don't know. Because no, cause nothing happens in this town until now. I don't know. She will actually. She'll have help soon. Okay. Very briefly.
0: That just confuses me. Like, you're the sheriff. You were the only deputy. Maybe maybe hire a little bit of help for, like, it, small complaints.
1: If we've already established, you know, that you can just add anyone else because it's in your budget, just pick somebody. It's fine. Yeah. So basically, what we get out of this episode is that the investigation will lead towards some it's something nefarious has happened, obviously, as her car went off the road. Her luggage is still in her car. We don't really know what happened there. I do like like Emma's initial logic of car broke down, you hitch the rest of the way, keep going. That's yeah. normal human being logic. Um I do question how Sydney found out about the car crash.
0: Oh wait. Why Emma
1: do- and why Emma doesn't question how he knows i don't remember i don't know if, i don't i don't think he said he just says just because i know just because i got fired from the paper doesn't mean i can't do a little freelance reporting yeah
0: how did he figure out to be there
1: well, regina obviously said something well of course it's regina it's always regina that's well she's the one that gets the phone records which funnily enough actually the phone records have a very small detail in them that is actually a plot hole surprise surprise um that i read on the wiki and i double i cross-checked with screen caps I double checked. Not that I didn't trust the wiki, but like I double checked. Um, Catherine's phone records indicate that she disappeared on a Sunday, which is quite literally impossible with the way that the days are laid out. And what happened to Frederick? Because Catherine confronts Mary Margaret at the school, which is a school day. Yeah. And the next day when she decides to leave, um, we see Hen- and we, uh, Catherine says to Regina, you know, I- I'm sorry for what happened yesterday. But in that same day, we see Emma meet Henry outside the school as it is a school day that's the same day Catherine leaves if she had a phone call with david the day that she left it cannot be a sunday that's not how schools work
0: i love your brain i would have never realized any of that
1: no but again that most of that i got i got most of that from the wiki but i did cross check it with the screen cap to make sure that it did say sunday wow how do they mess something like that up Honestly, my guess is because what what the phone records say is uh, sun 19, which would probably mean it was Sunday the 19th. And now I'm actually going to look up if February 19th, 2012 was a Sunday. February 19th, 2012 was a Sunday. OK, so they got that part right.
0: What day of the week did these
1: did these episodes come out on Sundays? Oh, you know what? I can fix I can fix this confusion. I mean, I now I get why they did it. Mhm. Um because if I look at the script for What Happened to Frederick, that aired on February 19th, didn't it? Look at us uh doing some detective work. <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. It says Sunday it says Sunday 19 because What Happened to Frederick aired on February 19th. That's why they that's why they did it in there. I don't think the person in props realized that that made that timeline impossible. <laughs> This is fun. <laughs> we figured we figured that one out. We did a little detective work. I love this. So I now understand why they did it, but I don't think they understood that the way, da- the way school works, the way the script works, she couldn't disappear on a Sunday.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't have been able to happen. But I do yeah. like that they were just like, we're going to put this
1: on it because. I now understand that. I now feel a little bit better about it now that I've kind of figured out in theory why they did it that way.
0: I'm happy to help.
1: <laughs> yeah. My last fun fact, which isn't really a fun fact, it's just kind of a thing. Um, ironically, this is the first episode where Ian Bailey, who plays August, is credited as starring, which would mean he's main cast. Yet it is an episode where he is not featured.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, he...
1: we didn't see him. He's not in this episode, and yet it's his first starring episode. I think someone messed up there. Maybe he's originally. Uh, for all we know, he could be in the episode originally, like he was in the full mm-hmm. cut of it. But as we've established, they write sixty minutes and they cu- and they cut to forty two. So,
0: fun times. Yeah. So, should we do some stats? I would like to preface my stats. I love Leroy. Mm-hmm. So I did. I I gave character a nine. I had to. Okay. Watching okay. Leroy and Mary Margaret together. <laughs> uh huh. Made me so happy. Which and is fair. The solid lines coming from him were just mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave plot an eight; like it's not a terrible plot, apart from eggs. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the gender dichotomy was very flawed. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Those two things are like my biggest problems with the episode. Um, uh, but but apart from that, I I had a good time. That's fair. I'm just going to be thinking about eggs for far too freaking long. And then personal, I gave another eight. Like I like, I I did enjoy it. It just eggs. Um,
1: yeah. so it's a total of 25 for me. Oh, wow. It's Leroy. I mean, I know it's Leroy. This is going to be, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm prefacing this with, I, I gave it a few extra personal points because of Mary Margaret being sassy. Like I, sh- I found her to be so enjoyable throughout this entire episode. I will also counter this lost a lot of plot points because the main plot of this se- of this part of the season is literally the B plot of the episode, and this is the way that I phrase this: that the part uh, that the main plot of this season uh, is literally the B plot of this episode in favor of the Candle Brigade. <laughs> so, with that in mind, I gave it a five for plot. Wow, there is no plot in this episode. There's very little plot in this episode. That's like, fair. There's no, the the flashbacks are is, it's backstory. But still. And like I said, the the, the main plot of this part of the season is, that is off to the side, basically, in favor of, like, this is very much an evidence bit of like, this is a filler episode because they have 22 episodes to fill. I get that you need these breaks. Not every episode is going to be plot all the time because they have the space to kind of flesh out these characters and give us some stuff. But still. That's, there's no plot. Similarly, I gave it a five for character because nothing happens in this episode. So like, so much of this episode I wrote down was like, small town logic. Like, Mary Margaret sold them all candles. Now they like her again. Small town logic. (laughs) Like, nothing happened. That
0: is so not how that works in a small town. All I'm gonna say. I grew up
1: in a small town. Not how that works. But still, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, that's the logic they went with. So it got a five for character. Also the extra personal points gave it a seven. This is my lowest ranked episode of the season. It got a 17.
0: Look, I like Leroy. That's all I'm going with.
1: No, which is perfectly (laughs) fine. Which is perfectly fine. I am not faulting you for that at all. Like this, this one has always ranked lower. I think because for me, because I think the, the eggs and that nothing (laughs) happens,
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, we've said eggs so many times in this episode. Can you so count many- when you edit?
1: <laughs> Please? Take a drink every time we say eggs. Oh no, don't do it. <laughs> You'll die. <laughs> like, I like the backstory of what makes Grumpy, Grumpy. I, I I like it. I think it's a nice dichotomy from what you expect. You expect it to be like, that's the way he always was, but it really does become more of a thing of, he started out one way and life kind of Caused him to change his worldview, and things happen that way. But it also does give a little bit of an example, or I guess a reasoning, behind why he's so open to Snow, mm-hmm. because he remembers, like he he says about the episode, he remembers the good times. Like you know, or why don't you remember the good times you have with your guy? Like you know, throughout all the bad stuff, there was good stuff too. So he like he in Fairy Tale Land, he remembers the good stuff. He like he holds on to that, and I think Snow kind of helps bring that part out of him. He, she brings out the dreamy side of Grumpy. Just, yeah so, so like i like that but this one is just it's it's chaos but not in a way that i'm like i love this chaos because there's other episodes where i'm like this is pure fucking chaos and like it's amazing this was just why did we have this
0: no i'm with you i i, I agree with all your points i think
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'd it really is truly how much of Le- like i enjoy getting leroy's backstory I I it's one of those characters when you like a character man like I feel like you feel the same time same way sometimes when it's Regina or Snow oh yeah or like one of your characters you're like oh I get more stuff Uh, Mm and this is for me I'm like finally I get Leroy because I think he's hilarious yeah he's my little pirate he is oh yeah
1: (laughs) but no I do know what you mean because especially like with Regina backstory um we're getting very close to the Regina heavy backstory of this season that you're looking forward to uh, that will be episode 18 so we're on 14 now so that's four episodes away i will see you in a month yeah almost there
0: I, uh, almost there
1: i'm very excited for that one because that one also has commentary so i'm just like
0: is that commentary i can watch
1: i have to watch it first and let you know if you can
0: okay watch it first and then i will
1: have to recheck the dvd out <laughs> i don't remember if, i I don't remember if you can, i don't think that many of them had the spoiler alert thing on them, like the Skin Deep one did, um, but I will because the 7, the seven fifteen a.m. one de- definitely didn't. Okay, but I will once I watch it, and because honestly, once we're at the week where it's time for me to watch it, I will watch it very quickly,
0: and that way I know if I need to just run to the library and pick it back up, and
1: yeah, you
0: see, experience commentary for once.
1: Yeah, that commentary isn't quite as much like the Skin Deep one, where you can't hear the episode at all, mm-hmm. um, which was. Honestly, hilarious. They're commenting on the music. We can't hear any of it. Um, but in the case of, I think, Lana and it was Lana, Eddie, and Adam, other ones that did the commentary on that one, they were good at stopping when certain lines needed to be heard. That's fair. Especially if she's commenting on her on like the voice that she used for a line, they would stop talking so we could hear what voice she was using.
0: I love her voice work.
1: I know, me too. But we'll get to that in a few weeks.
0: That's fair. But also, flat hand, Lana! <laughs>
1: The whole time, whole time, I'm like, flat hand, flat hand. For context, Lana (laughs) Priya recently posted videos of herself feeding horses with bad technique, apparently.
0: And in my defense, I grew
1: up, I, I, I grew
0: up in the middle of nowhere, but we did have neighbors who had racing horses, retired racing horses. So we had to learn how to feed them correctly. Don't let them anywhere near your fingers. Like, if you feed horses with a flat hand and you put the food in the middle of your hand... And that's that's the safest way to feed them because horse teeth are scary.
1: <laughs> Good to know.
0: <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Join us next time when we discuss Bob's Burgers Season 3, Episode 3, Bob Fires the Kids, and Episode 4, Mutiny on the Windbreaker. Don't forget to like, rate, and follow the podcast wherever you listen so you can be notified every time we publish a new episode. And follow us at OBDYK
1: underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. This has been an episode of OK, But Did You Know, a TV and media podcast. It was hosted by Lauren and Katie and edited by Lauren.